Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network as we tackle another football issue. Going to break down. I don't know how much you are familiar with the recent issue with the Notre Dame offensive coordinator search. Of course, they lost Tommy Reese to Alabama. Going to get into what happened, what didn't happen. Andy Ludwig was apparently the target. Uh, they missed out on him. Why? And now there's some backlashes. Jack Swarbrick is answering questions and putting out statements about what didn't happen. We're going to get into it. Been involved in a lot of these coaching searches. I'm going to cut through the BS for you and tell you really what happened and how it normally happens in this process. Um, a reminder, though, you can get um, more details on stuff like this as well as um, Everything involving free agency, the draft, recruiting, transfer portal, college, NFL, you get the drill. LandryFootball.com, take advantage of the scouting season offer that we have today for you. Uh, it is, it'll get you everything through this time of year, through scouting season, all the way through next football season. So take advantage of it. Subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. So Marcus Freeman lost Tommy Reese to Alabama. And Part of it was Tommy was looking for a place where he can get more exposure, um, maybe becoming a head coach. And uh, there was not much interest um, in Marcus Freeman was the guy to replace Brian Kelly, clearly. Uh, And while that was understood and expected, uh, Tommy was, I'm not going to say not happy, but I think he was a little dismayed that Jack Swarbrick didn't really give him a whole lot of uh, interest it, it, in an interview that he had was just seems like a formality. Um, I thought he felt a little bit, uh, uh, my sense is that he felt a little bit disrespected. And so he decided to move on and go somewhere else where maybe you can get more exposure and have a chance to be a head coach. And where better than that, than working for Nick Saban at Alabama. So Tommy Reese is out the door. Marcus Freeman, knowing he needs to hire a really good coordinator, set his sights on Utah offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig. Courted him. uh, Talked with a number of guys, but this is who he honed in on. Brought Andy Ludwig in on a long weekend. um, Spent Friday night with Andy and um, had uh, Jack Swarbrick. They were at the hockey game um, last Friday night. He had flown in on Friday on a private jet uh, for a second interview. Um, For an offense coordinator that's been a coordinator for 26 years, last 26 years, he is what he wanted in terms of a play caller, his flexibility, the ability to be creative and flexible is something that was topping of his list. Someone that also had a lot of experience, which really was important because he was going to hand over everything as Marcus is a defensive guy to him. Ludwig has signed a new rolling three-year contract with Utah uh, early a year earlier. So he was due to make $1.3 million this season and $1.4 next season. Ball bonuses could exceed that. So his buyout was nearly $3 million. His contract included a buyout of three million. So Notre Dame brings him in. I mean, I'm going to make the assumption. I don't want to say this, but it's 
looks bad either way. Either Notre Dame was not aware of the buyout, which is, I mean, that would be virtually impossible. Talk about level of, a, of incompetence. And I don't even want to go there. But, I mean, because I, I think they absolutely knew what his buyout was. You don't bring a guy in for a second visit and spend all that time with him and not know through him or his agent um, what his buyout is. So there's to me, there's no chance they don't know what his buyout is. But if if it is, bad on their point. But they knew, <clears throat> and it, it's would again look worse if they did. They um, Notre Dame had my understanding. Now this is my speculation. Notre Dame had hoped that Utah was going to negotiate the buyout set at 75% of the compensation remaining on the rolling three-year contract. That's, that's even an option to pay in monthly installments. Um, Notre Dame had no real option at that point. I mean, what do they think? Why is Utah going to negotiate it down? They're going to hand over their coordinator and not make it as, painful as possible to do so? Utah didn't need to negotiate it. Andy Ludwig wasn't responsible for it. It was in writing. That's how contracts work. And I know contracts are broken all the time. And you can negotiate and get out of a deal. But to think and bring him in with the idea that this is what we're going to do, you have to bring him in. You have to be prepared to pay the full buyout amount, three million. If you can negotiate it less than that, great. That's smart. But you can't base the whole deal on that. So more on that later. <clears throat> so as the discussions take place, and I'm going to say this, and I'll refer to this later. You hear this a lot in head coaching searches and coordinator searches. We never formally offered them. Folks, there is never a formal offer for a job unless the job is going to be taken, meaning you already know. it's. I use this like you don't ask the question, you don't pop the question and give her the ring unless you know what the answer is going to be. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. So basically Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman thought he had his guy. Uh, the other thing that was big in this, it's a two-for-one deal because the great Harry Highstead is retired as an offensive line coach. Jim Harding, the great offensive line coach at Utah, was going to come with Ludwig. That was the deal. That was the plan. Um, if Notre Dame wanted to make the hires, they knew the cost of business. They still do. It's right there in the contracts. And Notre Dame should have done their due diligence. I'm going to make the assumption that they did. But it points to question, did they? Then why is he not there? There is a lot of evidence to suggest the school chose not to pay the full buyout. Now, more on that later. Jack Swarbrick denies that. We'll get into that because... Okay, that's true. There's another issue, bigger than even this one. Notre Dame is 
<clears throat> gonna went ahead and look at who they hired. Gerard Parker. They didn't go after somebody else with a large pedigree. They went with somebody that they promoted on the staff, their tight end coach. Look, Notre Dame has a right to do whatever it wants to do. They want to pay a lot of money. They don't want to pay a lot of money. That's their university. That's their athletic department. They can do what they want. But this problem that I have is don't act like you're playing big-time football and you're competing big-time football-like. Don't look your nose down on the big-time football programs and think, okay, we're better than that and and we want to compete just as much and then not do what it takes to play big-time football. You know, it's neither fish nor foul. You're in or you're out. Um, There's no question that this puts Marcus Freeman in the tough spot. You've got um, Tommy Reese was was basically kept last year, put together with Freeman. Uh, Freeman wanted his program to do what to take the next step. Freeman liked uh, um, Tommy Reese, but he had a chance to get somebody better than Tommy Reese, more experienced than Tommy Reese. And he got his guy, or so he thought, in Andy Ludwig. Andy Ludwig thought he had the job. Marcus Freeman thought he had his guy. So this is really interesting. They have lost Mike Elko uh, for AM for more money. Um, we're going to get into the Brian Kelly situation. This is the very reason why Brian Kelly left. Um, you know, they will spend money at Notre Dame. They have more money. And when they feel like they want to spend it, they do. When they don't, they don't. Again, they're prerogative. But they are certainly not doing what they need to do to embolden their head coach. And it's, again, part of the reason why it leaves them without a coordinator that is of the ilk that they need it in their eyes. Now, doesn't mean they won't be successful. Doesn't mean that Parker won't be good. But it is the very reason why Brian Kelly felt he had to leave a program, to compete with the big boy programs. Tired of doing more with less. Again, not that Notre Dame has less, but Notre Dame's unwillingness to spend it on certain areas is a problem. was a problem for Kelly. It was always something. Brian Kelly never complained. Brian Kelly never said a negative word. In fact, he supported it publicly. And all he did was took less personnel, less resources given to his football program, and took them to championship level on the cusp of winning a championship a couple of times with far less resources and, and caliber players. You got a problem, Notre Dame, because Marcus Freeman is not Brian Kelly. He's a good young coach. He's not going to get as much out of the program as Brian Kelly is. So what I thought they were going to do to support what they did in the hiring of Marcus Freeman 
would be to, again, embolden him with everything he needed, maybe some things that they hadn't done before. Here's Jack Swarbrick's response on the issue. And he discussed it. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. He just basically said because of all the, you know, um, you know, the issues, she says, um, those concluded that Notre Dame was unwilling to pay the buyout. That is not and never was the case. As a policy matter, we not to discuss the details. I am comfortable sharing that while prior to this week, our discussions with candidates never reached the point where we extended our formal offer. We communicated clearly in each and every instance that any offer we made would include our funding of their buyout with their current institution. Okay, so Jack, you're saying that they were willing to pay the buyout of Andy Ludwig. They were willing to do it. Great. Why is he not there? Are you saying that he backed out? Because I know for a fact that's not the case. Did he maybe use the deal to get more money from Utah? Uh, it's not the case. Not aware of maybe a new deal getting done with you. If that case, you're being used. Did you all of a sudden think he wasn't the best candidate? That the best guy was on your staff? That was the case you would have known it long before this point where you were bringing him in for a second visit. That second visit is very usually a recruiting visit where you're bringing them in to, to sell them. So to the extent the buyout was an obstacle in the case of one candidate, that was true of a brief period of time only because of conflicting information that had been provided to us regarding the amount of mechanics of the buyout. However, it was an obstacle we knew would be quickly resolved. And so he goes on, our focus is not matching the expenditures made by our competitors. It is making investments calculated to advance us toward our goals promoting the University of Notre Dame, providing an unrivaled educational experience, winning the national championship in football. This is why for the past decade, our investment in the coach educators who compromise our assistant coaching staff in football have always placed us on top 10 nationally, and that will continue to be the case as we support Coach Freeman in the hiring of a staff that meets his exacting criteria. Um, so they're saying, he's saying, that they were willing to hire Andy Ludwig, but they decided at the last minute he wasn't the right fit? That's a weak argument. Pretty clear that they looked at this and decided while they can pay the money, they chose not to pay the money. <clears throat> it is not technically correct because they didn't technically hand on the contract make them the offer the offer was implied the courtship was clear marcus freeman told andy on several occasions you're the guy i want it was pretty clear this was their guy this was damage control by jack swarbeck don't believe much of any of it really don't now Let's go down the path of Jack Swarbrick is telling the truth. They did want Andy Ludwig. 
They were willing to pay the money. Not a problem. Not an obstacle. Oh, there was maybe a little bit of a misunderstanding about what it would take, how much. We have to pay 75% of $3 million or 100% of $3 million by the bio. But it wasn't a problem either way. We're going to get it done. Then why the hell is he not there? Did he hoodwink you? Did he use it for leverage? Um, were you not willing to pay him the money that he was seeking? I don't know that it was the $3 million buyout. Maybe it was the salary. Notice that Jack Swarbrick didn't mention anything about the salary that was offered. I think that Andy Ludwig's not leaving Utah unless his salary was probably in the two, 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 three million dollar range. Was that the problem? Were you not willing to spend the three million dollars plus the increased salary over what he was making at Utah? Still reeks of not willing to spend the money, which is fine. If you don't want to do that, that's your business. It's your prerogative. Hell, Parker may be a better coach in the long run. We don't know that. Time will tell. But don't sit there, spit on me, spit on us and tell us it's raining. Okay? It's clearly about the money. There is no question it was about the money. In Maybe not the buyout, but the salary. If it wasn't about the money, then explain why this was the guy that was clearly the target, that you brought in for a second interview, that you clearly were recruiting, and all of a sudden something fell apart? What, did he insult your wife? Did he, I mean, that is such a weak argument. Uh, again, their prerogative. Just in fairness to the Notre Dame faithful, in fairness to Marcus Freeman, just call it like it is. Don't sit there and saying say that you're willing to do everything that the big bar programs are doing. Because if you want to be different, you want to be superior at Notre Dame, great. I admire that. Don't do it. But don't do one thing and say another. Don't say you're doing certain things like competing and doing the same thing that Ohio State and everybody else is doing, and we're willing to do everything that they're doing and then not do it. <clears throat> Missing out on a coordinator is nothing new. Why is it a story at Notre Dame? It's a story because there's a clear effort to deceive about what truly happened. What truly happened was either A, not willing to put the complete funding together for the new coordinator, or you were willing to do it and something else contributed to the change of mind at the last moment so that you did not want to hire the guy that you had been courting for a few days and pulling a full court press on getting them. So anyway, that's some of my thoughts. I, I wanted to mention it. Coaching churches I have been involved in for years and years and years. I know how this stuff works on the inside. I, you know, I smell a rat. I know it's a rat. Um, there's going to be a lot of 
damage control, and Jack started with that. It is, again, doesn't add up. Either way, you look like a feeble administrator in this sense. And Jack's done a great job as an athletic director there. But you look weaker. You look like, A, you didn't want to pay the money, or B, you botched up a search for your head coach that he clearly wanted that could have been a difference for your program. That is the issue. There is no door number three. You know, the idea that we went through all of this and then decided that we'd be better off with Parker. You know, if that's the case, then what? why did it take so long? And certainly there were better number two options out there. If you combine this with the loss of Mike Elko and how it was strictly for money, why Brian Kelly leaves your program, that's all you need to know. You just need to look at a year ago, a little over a year ago now, Brian Kelly leaving. That is the true indicator of the problems. This is why Brian Kelly left. This is why he had problems, although he never alluded to them. He put his head down, did his job. This was the reason, and it's another evidence of that. Hey, appreciate you joining us again. Check out LandryFootball.com for our scouting season offer that we have, uh, breaking down everything in the world of football, college or pro. uh, LandryFootball.com, 50% discount, best offer that we've got going. Subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network where you get all of our football content. Appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you again next time, everyone.